up to another good, good morning, time to go Back to the 3x5 Live podcast. On this podcast, we talk about mindset, mindfulness, productivity, self-development. Ooh, that was a new one. You threw that one. That was a new one. Well, I mean, really everything it comes self-development. the umbrella of self-development. I agree, but you don't usually throw that one around. I don't. I like I don't. it. Uh, we are just coming back from a trip to Maine. We were up in Bahaba. That's my best uh, New England accent right yes. there. Subpar. Um, we were. We were staying. We were glamping. In yurts. So in we yurts. We were going to do this podcast from the yurt, but. We thought that we would hold off until it wasn't 50 degrees and <laughs> freezing in our yurt. No, it was super beautiful and feeling very lucky that we were able to take our little minions with us. Um, and we went with our whole family co-op homeschool group. So there were seven families and got to do a lot of hiking and just being out in nature and you know, connecting back to some of those, those things. It was glamping is, is a wonderful way to camp. I just got to tell you yeah. that having a bathroom and running I don't water. Even think, is there a level above glamping? Because I don't think all glamping has a toilet in the yurt. I mean, I don't know, but this level was beautiful. Yeah. We stayed at Terramore outdoor resort. If you're looking for something outside of Acadia and highly recommend it was a fabulous yeah. experience. It was awesome. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> So last week we spoke about accountability, creating Leading to consistency, creating consistency. Consistency is the key, yeah, as they say. Uh, and this week we're going to talk about confidence. And I, I was, yeah, I was, I was reading this subject. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I feel like no. I just was going to say I think confidence is like the the like the platform everything else stands upon. You know, when when you're trying to grow and progress in life, you know, I just my childhood, I didn't have a ton of confidence. Mm -hmm. And as that grew and nurtured, it just led to other wins in my life once I had confidence in some areas. And Jesse did a little research on this topic or was doing some research and uh, it was fascinating what she was telling me about it. Yeah. And I think too, like when you talked about confidence, it's a big one for Bri because he tries so hard to instill it in our kids. I mean, just the other day we were driving and Nash made some negative comment about himself and you immediately are so quick to help them have like a positive self-talk and a really good view of themselves and make sure that that stays strong within them because I think that confidence does lead to how we show up in the world and how others you know receive us or perceive us and so I think that um, this I was reading something from um, she's an author Vanessa Van Edwards and she talks about these like factors of confidence in any situation um, and so one of the things she talked about is how do we show up in social situations? And a lot of us are social overthinkers, yeah. right? So when we go to an event or we go to, it could be like um, socially as for fun or could be socially with like a work situation. But regardless, when we enter a room, we are always thinking that the loudest person in the room or the life of the party or that extroverted, extroverted human yep. is that person who usually has all eyes on them. And I thought that it's interesting for her to think about how some of us even who are more introverted will act like we're extroverted in social situations, which is truly exhausting for a lot of people mm -hmm. because they don't really feel like they're being their true authentic self. And so she offers this idea of 
trying to figure out what your personal flavor of confidence is. And she asked the question of like thinking about some of the most charismatic people that you've experienced in your life, you know, whether that be in, a, in the workplace or, pers- or, or personally. Um, and it's not always the extrovert, right? You have those quiet and powerful introverts that when they are reflective and they do think through things and then they do share an idea, it's usually pretty profound because they have a different way of approaching it or like a nurturing empathetic healer type personality. They are charismatic and they do exude confidence, but it's not in that traditional extroverted, you know, thing. And the other piece of that is research has shown that people can truly feel when your extrovertedness is inauthentic. Yes. We've all been in those situations where like, I think this is a different face they're wearing tonight, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and that it, that is not truly showing that confidence. And then what that does is it, it creates distrust for that person because you, you intrinsically feel as though they're not being fully transparent. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and when we think about you know, communication, we usually always think about verbal communication. Like you said, you're prepping for that dinner and all the questions you want to ask and, and whatnot. But really she she says 65 to 90% is actually nonverbal communication which is a is a wide swath but i mean still majority of our communication so how are we communicating nonverbally what how are we holding ourselves? How, what are our emotions with our hands or our shoulders or as she gets into our the facial expressions, our facial expressions is a huge one, right? When they say like, fix your face, like that's a real thing because <laughs> <laughs> there's some people who show it, right. You know, all their emotions on their face. And, yeah. you know, as a teacher, that was something that, and, and even when I do professional developments, I talk about that a lot. When we talk about social emotional learning, even if we're verbally not communicating something, it's a lot louder, the things that you're not verbalizing. It's what you're doing with your body language? Are you crossing your arms? Where are your shoulders? What does your face look like? Are you smiling? So I loved this idea of flipping the script on not focusing so much on entering a room and being the smartest person in the room and having the best things to say, but, but how are you opening yourself up so that people can trust you and then want to be around you? So when you talk about this idea, there's this research out of Princeton. The third point that I really loved that she talked about was There are two basic questions that all people ask themselves when they meet someone new. Mm -hmm. And this could be on a video call. This could be over the phone. This could be in person. But those two questions are, can I trust you and can I rely on you? And so when she's talking, how do you exude charisma and magnetism and confidence? It's getting in touch with what are the trust cues that you're giving off so that people can trust you and People want to know, are you smart and can I rely on you? Right. So the Re- other piece of this rely guy, rely is just such a like I get the trust part, but I wouldn't have connected relying on somebody. But it makes complete sense. Well, right, because isn't that like especially when you're talking about a, a work relationship, mm-hmm. the people who you are drawn to, the magnetism that of someone you're drawn to is somebody who you can say like they say they're going to do something and then they actually follow through and do it. That is an invaluable resource in a workplace, but also in a friendship. The wishy-washiness is is really hard when you're in a friendship with somebody. So those pieces of charisma are warmth and competence. And competence can also be talked about as the idea of capability, right? It can be productivity. It can be efficiency. It can be, again, following through with what you say you're going to say. 
So really, like we want to be around people who are friendly to us Mm -hmm. and then who are also reliable. That is like the secret sauce of exuding confidence and then wanting to be around you. Now that I think about some of, you know, my relationships and ones that I I value the most, um, the reliability piece is, is a huge factor. Absolutely. And it's something that you have to work on. Like a lot of, I'm, I'm somebody who this is something that I've been working on a ton in my personal life. I am a yes person by default and Mm -hmm. I will say yes to anything any day all the time. And then I also have regret sometimes and I'm like, Oh no, why did I say yes to this? And so I'm really trying to be careful about what I say yes to so that I can immediately follow through so that people can trust my word. And also like not make excuses. Like yes, just be being, totally transparent. This is why I'm not going to do yeah. this. This might not be, um, oh, James Clear had a quote he actually came out with today uh, or last week, I'm sorry, that was talking about that where as we, when we're young, it's ho- like telling the truth. You have to tell the truth. But that as we age, actually telling the truth can be the, the most painful part. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> it comes off as being insensitive. I just yes. had a situation happen where I was like, I told the brutal, honest truth about why I didn't want to go to something. And it was hard to say it, but I was, I didn't want to make an excuse. And it was literally because it's a sacred space for me. And I didn't want to say yes to something that wasn't like in alignment to like mm-hmm. my friendships yeah. or what I wanted to do with my weekend. So that idea. And, and um, when you think about competence too, like the other piece of that, you know, before we, we, switch off of this topic is think about people who are like leaders or people you work with. And if you have the competence piece, which a lot of people do, but don't have the warmth piece, the Mm. warmth piece is that other indicator. People are often suspicious of you and the trust piece, even if you come, you show up and you do exactly what you say you're going to, but it's, there's not that like trust factor piece the relationship is going to suffer and and people aren't going to be drawn to you. And so if you think about competence and warmth as like a dial, there's specific body language and cues that this researcher talks about that I thought were so fascinating. Let's get into it. So this is where being in in the world of sales, I mean, this stuff's awesome. So let's get, let's give them some tangible things they can do. Okay. So if people have told you before that you can come off as being harsh, cold, you know, uh, unapproachable, Mm -hmm. you want to dial up your warmth, right? So one thing they talked about was just allowing the people who you're interacting with to feel heard, appreciated, and something as simple as they say, nodding your head three times, like a slow nod, the triple nod three times that immediately just by doing that motion will help people speak three to four times longer. Wasn't that some research out of Harvard or something? Yeah, this is all research out of Princeton. Um, the other one is a head tilt. So if you tilt your head to the side, this obviously like, you know, we do this naturally when we're curious about something or want to know more. And so when you do this, when someone is speaking to you, it helps other people feel more engaged in the conversation. So that simple tilt of your head and those simple nods that will dial up that warmth factor. Cool. Cool. I like it. The competence factor was interesting. So they brought, um, she talks about how think about like an athlete who's completing a race or even like an athlete who scores a touchdown or whatever, immediately. Immediately, when we're in like pride or celebration mode, we open our bodies as large as we possibly can. Like we take up as much space as we can. So usually arms go out to the side, palms are open, chins lift to the sky that that like I'm prideful and um, I am taking up space. That can be a really great cue. So excuse me. They talk about like open palm, open hand. Yeah, yeah. Walking into a room and keeping your hands open means openness and accessibility. Yeah. And it's interesting because Jesse's saying this, and I actually have a big business meeting tomorrow where I want to come off as competent and warm. 
So, you know, when I enter that room, I'm probably going to have my arms out wide, not like, like I'm running to me. (laughs) Not like I'm finishing a race, but open palm. Yeah, like hi, like I'm here. Yes, yes, welcome. It's great to meet you, that type of motion. And you wouldn't start like, out this, the meeting. This research actually makes me want to learn more about other ways to use your body to signal specific things. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is like an untapped superpower that you could really bring yeah. into a situation. I'm a public speaker. I do, you know, like I, I talk to, you know, large groups. large groups of people. And how am I presenting myself self up front of in, in front of the room? Am mm-hmm. I do people feel connected to me because I am showing my warmth? And so this is stuff that I think can be really helpful. What, what about the ears to yeah, shoulders? This was, this was cool. So she talked about there's a specific distance between your earlobes and your shoulders. And the more you can maximize that space. So think about like dropping your shoulders and I- I- extending your neck. So this is obviously when you think about confident people, they usually have really nice posture, right? Like mm-hmm. they walk into the room and, and they're not hunched over and they're not, you know, crinkling and kind of hiding in on themselves. Right. Because in bio- biologically speaking, when we shrug our shoulders up to our ears, what we're actually doing is hiding our jugular vein. And it's a sign of like nervousness and protection and like going inward. And so rolling your shoulders back and allowing that space between your earlobes and your shoulders can actually create the illusion or dial up that cue that you are competent and confident and have charisma. So these are just a few that she talked about in this. Um, If you want to check out her work, her name is Vanessa Van Edwards. Sorry. And uh, it was just super interesting. Interesting, and I'm, I'm excited to get her book because I think that we might be able to find some more cues and ideas and things that we could take into that. So just remember, maybe just do like a little pulse on what does your facial expressions, what is it saying, your body language, those nonverbal cues that you're communicating mm-hmm. in any given situation. And then just be very aware of that so that you have a starting place and then think about ways that you can dial up the warmth, dial up that confidence so that you become, you know, uh, a very approachable magnetic, charismatic person in your workplace and personal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many tricks. If you have um, meetings coming up, you could almost set like a little alarm on your phone that's going to like not chime, but like notify you mid-meeting that you're just like, okay, let me check my posture. Mm-hmm. How am I interacting in this room? And, and just starting to be mindful of yours, but then looking at others. When you're when you're across the room from, you know, a group of people and you see somebody shrinking and nervous, it's just, it might give you some cues of dialing up your warm yeah. <laughs> or, or if it's in some type of business negotiation, why are they nervous? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's a lot of cool things that could, you could apply this to. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool yeah. too. So, so that's what we got for you this week. Until next week, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. Uh, YouTube would be fantastic as well. Have a fantastic week, like Jesse said. We'll see you soon. Take care. We are all alone.